Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller, clicking things as I always do, and welcome to my very special wrestling show here on a Tuesday on YouTube. As always, if you're not watching on YouTube, go and subscribe to my damn YouTube channel. Just search for Simon Miller, you'll see a little cartoon picture of me holding weights, uh, or just search, or it's just youtube.com forward slash report rules. Don't worry why it's called that. If you're watching on YouTube, head over to iTunes, Google, uh, what else, on SoundCloud, all these things, and make sure you go and download it there as well. Don't know why I paused there. That was a weird way of saying all that. Basically, welcome. Thank you very much for joining me. And of course, as it says in the bottom of the screen on YouTube, it is all supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's a link in there. Literally, if everybody can throw a dollar into the hat, all my money goes back into this anyway. Like this microphone I'm using now, my microphone broke. And luckily, I was able to go buy a new microphone. My, my camera's all out today. I'm a bit, a bit like taking up the screen. A bit terrifying. Man, what a week we've had in the world of pro wrestling. We predicted Money in the Bank, I think, last week, three different times. Three different times, and I don't think anybody came up with the, well, the prediction that Brock Lesnar (laughs) is going to be the secret number eight entrance in the Money in the Bank and will win. Nobody had that to the point that even people within the match didn't know, according to what some people are saying. Some people are saying that before the seven guys went out, because Sami Zayn got taken out earlier in the evening, you don't know who is going to win, but Ali, you're going to climb the ladder, and at that point, somebody's going to come out, he's going to beat you up, he's going to win. You just do do your thing. I mean, how crazy is that? What a crazy, crazy thing WWE is. I uh, also want to shout out to everyone that's live in the YouTube chat right now. Thank you much for being here. Uh, again, just to be transparent and honest, there is a super chat thing in there. If you can throw anything in the super chat, I'll answer whatever question you want. That's how it works, in case you're brand new and you want to know how streaming on YouTube works. But I genuinely couldn't believe it. It's one of those things where I was making notes for ups and downs. Check that out on what culture right now. And I looked up because I was like looking down going, Ali did this, Ali did that. And I looked up as soon as, as, soon as I heard Brock Lesnar's music. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> there is no way. And look, don't get me wrong. I laughed. And I laughed in a way that I was like, I love wrestling. I love the surprise. I love the reaction of the fans. I love Brock Lesnar's face. He looked like a, a child that had been taken to a fun fair when he thought he was going to school. And it was great. It was great for a Sunday evening. And the, 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 raw, the raw follow-up w- w- was great too. The problem that we have, and again, there's a video on what culture you can watch this if you want a kind of more in-depth discussion about it. It's called, you know, why Brock Lesnar won WWE running the bank. The problem with it is, is when we look at it long term. That's the issue. You know, money in the bank for the last couple of years has been a bit, not broken, but it has been kind of botched by WWE. Not intentionally. It's just one of those things that didn't work out. Quick shout out to Sam uh, Deverson or Deverson in the super chat. When you do the super chat, you get a hand on the heart. You get Miller hand on the heart, who just says Miller for H champion. You're damn right. If you haven't seen on my Twitter at Simon316. Uh, Adam Mayhem, who is the current H-Champion, also lives in America. I just want to point that out. Said he wanted a challenger for his H-Championship. He, he, he gets on with the with the going in Raw guys, if you know them. So I thought, well, I'm back in wrestling. I'm looking for bookings. I'll challenge him. And so far, he's running, he's running away. 
but that's not done. I'm going to hunt that guy down. I'll fly to America. I think he's in LA. I'll fly to America and beat him for his belt. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, when you look long-term when it comes to Brock Lesnar, oh, sorry, both long-term and in the past about the money in the bank, I should say, last year with Braun Strowman, was, it made sense on paper because they were right in the middle of their big Braun Strowman push. But it didn't really work out. He had that Hell in a Cell match and he, he'd lost. So that kind of took away the fun nature of it. And obviously then the year before that, Baron Corbin did the same thing. I mean, he lost too. The women's one has actually been better. The women's one has been treated well. But given that Bailey cashed in at Money in the Bank, which was great, as we're here, let's talk about it. Loved that. Thought it was absolutely awesome. Like, it was great reaction. People wanted it. I loved it. Who's going to choose? Becky, Charlotte, all that kind of stuff. And she went after Charlotte, even though she was down. I think it kind of rehabbed the Becky character in an evening, as long as on SmackDown they do the same. But because that one's gone... I, I don't think Brock Lesnar's going to hang around with it for a while. I'm convinced he'll use it to cash it in on Seth Rollins uh, to take on um, uh, yeah, to take on Seth Rollins at Saudi Arabia show. I know some people have said, oh, it's already been announced. When has that ever stopped WWE? So we're not taking that one. And if that's the case, it means come end of June, sooner, mid-June, the money in the bank has come and gone. And the reason I, that upsets me twofold is because of what happened in 2017 and 2018. I don't feel like we had that guy that was kind of stalking around with it. I know they had it for a long time, but it doesn't feel like it. But on top of that, I feel like with weeks of bill to money in the bank, to not give it to a new guy to try and establish them may not be the best long-term booking. And I know I sound like an internet smart mark and all of that, but I think it was important to give it to someone that could probably benefit down the line. Quick shout out to uh, Jafeshu Dua. Didn't pronounce your name right at all, my friend. G Van Shu. What an awesome name. G Van Shu Dua. Dude, your name's better than mine. Hi, Simon. Love for India. We'll join Patreon soon. Well, that's, that's very nice, man. I appreciate that. I didn't expect you to say that at all. Thank you very much for just being live with me on YouTube. That's what I appreciate. Um, yes, but even if we had given it to Drew McIntyre, and I know that was the obvious choice, it would have been boring. And yes, on the night, it would not have been as fun as Brock Lesnar. Let's not pretend otherwise. There's all these people moaning and misery and all of that. It was fun. A shock and a surprise in wrestling is fun. But we're also allowed to sit down and put our critique hats on and go, well, and if you had given it to someone like Drew McIntyre, who I did think was awesome in that match, when he took Ricochet and he threw him over the ropes and he shouted something like, you know, get out my way, boy, or something. I was like, he's like, Kratos. He looked really cool. And I think you could have used that to underline the fact, here's our brand new heel, 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 and slowly push them to the moon. I mean, I know I can clearly see I'm well off with Ricochet, but I would have given it to Ricochet. I would have given it, obviously not, but to Sami Zayn. I would have given it to uh, someone else in that match that I thought. I mean, not Ali right now to me doesn't really seem to be clicking like he once was. So I don't necessarily think that was the, the best idea. And Finn Balor's IC champ. My point is, though, I think Ricochet would have been my guy mostly because it would have established him as a main event player before you could argue that he's ready for the main event. I mean, I think he is, but maybe not from a WWE point of view. So it's going to be interesting to see what we do with this. I mean, it helps Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar still feels like the biggest, you know, most intimidating threat ever. He's won everything, and I'm convinced he'll also win the IC and US titles eventually just so he's done a, he's done a clean sweep. He's won a Royal Rumble. Uh, I think he won a King of the Ring. I may be wrong, but he's been world champion. You know, he's done it all. Now he's money in the bank, but it just... 
it feels a little bit like going back to what we'd seen over the last couple of years with Brock Lesnar being front and center. And I don't mind Brock Lesnar being front and center. I don't. I do think he's a star and I do think he helps the show. I'm just, it's like anything. I'm just done with him being in the title picture. Like I would be if it was Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or AJ Styles. It's the law of diminishing returns. You are always going to want something different and new after a while because that's the way we're built as human beings. Shout out to Daniel Brotherton in the super chat. Always appreciated. I think I timed that in. Oh, I didn't get the delay. I timed it imperfectly with the delay of it coming up on the screen, but that won't come through. Um, so, yes, that's my uh, that's my uh, sort of take on it. So, you know, in the moment, loved it. Great. Was excited to do ups and downs and talk about it. They're always the best shows. But I understand the, the, the frustration and I understand not wanting to fall back into that rut that we're in before because you could argue it was that rut that is now responsible for the ratings because you don't see a huge ratings drop, you know, within a couple of weeks. You see it over years, over years. So that was my thing. Uh, Money in the Bank in the Hole, I actually thought it was a really good show. A lot of people were down on it, but I think they were down on Brock Lesnar and then they then pasted that across <laughs> across everything else. But look, the whole women's stuff was great. The two back-to-back Becky matches made no sense, but hey-ho, with the cash-in, you kind of got over it quickly. Obviously, Bailey is now the SmackDown champion after Charlotte had relieved it um, uh, from Becky herself. I thought Lacey Evans did a far better job than people were expecting. The men's Money in the Bank match itself, wow. I mean, absolutely wow. As a pure golden up, if it wasn't for the finish, I think that was too much controversy to allow it to do that. Um, but my word, they must the, the, the idea on the piece of paper in the back must have just said, Let's try and kill each other, particularly Finn Balor. I saw some people say, oh, I've watched that Sunset Flip powerbomb on the ladder back now. It's not that bad. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He bounced 10 feet up in the air. There's no way that wasn't bad. Okay, it may not be... Oh, no, no, it was just bad. I'm not even going to try and justify that. That's a crazy bump by Finn Balor, who's already over. (laughs) Let's not point out. What a crazy guy. But it was an amazing match. It was absolutely... It's just insane. It's absolutely crazy. But it was very enjoyable. I don't know what that says about me as a wrestling fan. Because so many people saying oh, I was too dangerous. And yet we all loved it. So is that good or bad? Do you know what I mean? Are we pushing it too far? But it was phenomenal. I mean, it was. Talking of phenomenal, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Great match. Wrestling at its purest form. That was the best thing about these two matches. You had a really pure wrestling match that could have been on NXT or an indie show. I hate that term, but you know what I'm saying. Or AEW. Maybe that's better. And then you end it with a crazy ladder match. And I think that's kind of something that maybe WWE is missing, is to be able to do these. It's the first time in a long while, and obviously the stipulation helps. This probably pertains to, to other pay-per-views, uh, the, the Money in the Bank pay-per-views. But it was the first one in a while that didn't feel like your usual cookie-cutter WWE show. You know, it felt different. You got different styles. And that, I think, is so important. Uh, shout out to Muammar. Blazevic, Blazevic, which is also the amazing names. Who said, I loved your vid about feeling crap. Uh, it was, oh, oh, that's very kind. Yeah, if you don't know, we also do vlogs uh, on the YouTube channel. Please do go check them out now. And yeah, we did one yesterday uh, that's Malma's talking about. Well, Mu- Muama, I think. Muama. Sorry, Muama. Who said, um, I said that, yeah, you know, it was cool. It's all right to feel like shit because there was a lot of negativity. And, you know, I'd been through some stuff over the weekend. Um, and, it, you know, some people, that, yeah, they're, they're it's almost like you're not allowed to feel bad. And if you do, there's something going wrong. And I felt it was really important to talk about that. So yes, when we're done here uh, and we're done with ups and downs, obviously raw ups and downs go live at 2 p.m. And we'll switch over from here to there then. Yeah, please do go watch my vlogs. I mean, you don't have to and you can call me whatever you want, but they are there to, 
I just think they're important to talk about. So that's what I try and do. So I'm glad you liked it, my friend. Uh, Vicky Brand said, Our house, we went crazy at Money in the Bank when Bailey won. On oh, the super chat, Vicky, you didn't get hand on the harm. Sorry. Looked online and we felt like we were the only ones. I see why fans now feel a little peeved when it finds out your thoughts aren't cool. Have a good day. So true, Vicky. So true. There is a. Uh, I don't want to say a bad mentality in wrestling because maybe that's not fair, but a, a questionable mentality in wrestling where, like Vicky, I loved Bailey's Money in the Bank win. And then you quickly do go online and you'll either be shot down or people will be calling you an idiot because you liked it. And you're like, what do you mean I liked it? I can't help it. And we're going to get into this in a minute. You know, you see in the title down there, it's all about Brock Lesnar winning the Money Bank and a new WWE title. And the new WWE title is a thing we'll transition to in a second. But you are allowed to enjoy whatever you think is okay. And unfortunately, there are such cynical, there are some such cynical wrestling fans out there who are so down on the product and yet will watch it regardless. And you should be critical, but you that you can't crap over everybody anybody else if they like it. You just can't. Because the ratings, it all ties into the ratings. Ratings don't matter to fans. They matter to WWE. Now we're interested in them, but even if you watched, you know, one of those Raws back in December of last year that was awful and you enjoyed it. And someone can go, well, well, you're part of the problem because the ratings are down. Well, it doesn't matter because they enjoyed it. When you turn on an entertainment program, all you need to do is to be able to walk away and say, I was entertained. And yeah, maybe to somebody else it was crap. But if that's what you were looking for on a Monday night at 8 p.m. whenever it goes live, then good for you. Do you know what I mean? That, that's the thing I really struggle with is that you're always going to be a bit worn out after all because it's three hours. But there is no such thing as uniform entertainment. You know, let's just talk about it. Let's transition into it now. The time to Vicky's point about Bailey winning money in the bank. It was the same with the 24-7 title. The 24-7 title got announced on Raw. For some reason, Mick Foley just announces all their titles. I don't know why it's Mick Foley. It's so weird. And it's basically the hardcore belt from the Attitude Era, but they won't call it hardcore because they're a PG company and that term does not do well with sponsors, which I can understand. Who cares? And yes, it looks like foot. It looks like a foot. It's that bad looking. But I don't... I don't care. I, you can again. I loved it, and I really. And you, you, you can see this on my ups and downs, which again goes live at two p.m. If you're watching this live, but I think it's absolutely wonderful because one, everyone said, "Oh, it's a job a title. It's a job a title." Yes, but the jobbers need a title. <laughs> the low card and mid card guys need a reason to be on the show because I like seeing EC3 on my show. I like seeing Titus O'Neil on my show. I like seeing Mojo Rawley on my show. I like seeing No Way Jose on my show. We'll stop there because I'll annoy myself, but. I, I I don't see why that's a problem. And I was listening to some radio shows earlier because I do like opinions and I'm always happy to accept others. And some people are all like, oh, Roman Reigns should have been involved in it. Can you imagine the response if Roman Reigns had come out to win that new title? Everybody would have gone crazy. So I don't accept that as something that would have been accepted. And I think it's great that it is aimed at something different. <laughs> Someone just asked, is this live, Simon? Yes, it's live, my friend. That's why I answered your question to prove that it's live. Um... And yeah, I, that's why I like it so much. And yes, it was goofy. And yes, it was stupid. But we had really serious Drew McIntyre versus The Miz straight after it. Did I enjoy that more? No. Did it feel like stuff I'd already seen? Yes. So I don't necessarily think we have to get mad at it because it's not serious. Uh, because it's, yeah, it's not serious. And because it looks like crap. It does, it's a crap title. They need to sort that out. But it, it's not going to stop my enjoyment of it. And I love the fact that it was goofy. I thought when Robert Roode had won... And then he got kicked by R-Truth and then sped off in a car. Plus, they had a referee in the front of his car anyway. Meaning that you have to imagine he'd gone and found an official and said, get in my car, get in my car. I thought it was excellently pulled off. I grinned. Even the sort of, you know, crap, not crass, but the trash humor 
of Drake Maverick not being able to keep up with the running pack because he was exhausted, which is like a child's joke. I giggled, man. I tell you, it's a three-hour show. We can do some nonsense on a three-hour show. And also, kids watch this show. I imagine a kid will love that. You know, a bunch of big dudes scrambling for a bell and then, you know, dastardly Robert Roode coming out and attacking someone and our truth being the lovable guy is and speeding off. Sometimes I think we forget we all started watching, well, most of us started watching wrestling when we were kids. And it's always better when we're kids. And that, to me, is it ticks all those boxes. So it is a job of title. It is stupid. Uh, and it's not necessarily for adults. And I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I loved it, man. I tell you, I thought everybody played their part brilliantly. They sold it seriously. Gallows and Anderson looking at each other like they would. Why would they care about winning that title? But that's why it's good. Sometimes I really do think we can just smile and accept it for what it is. Not everything needs to be a Carter versus Omega. I've got a Carter versus Omega. And if WWE can do this right and pitch it right, and we get more segments like Molly Holly back in the day, uh, again, just Google Molly Holly wins the hardcore title from the Attitude Era. Hilarious. Not hilarious, just dumb and goofy and fun and stupid and enjoyable. Um, before I keep ranting, shout out to Jeffrey Pridemore in the Super Chat. He's got an opinion on it. When, the un- when they unveiled the 24-7 title, I groaned initially, but was sold by the end of the night. How long is the shelf life of something like this? Well, that's a, that's a very good point. You can easily run this into the ground very quickly because it's a gimmick and it's novel. But I'll give WWE the benefit of the doubt. And I don't think they need any more titles. I completely agree we should be boosting up the IC and United States Championships. But it's different. They're serious titles. This is not meant to be a serious title. And nor do I want it to be. Apparently next week on SmackDown or even tonight, I got confused. They're going to... Oh, no, it will be next week because that's the Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe feud. They're going to announce what's next for the US title. I would merge it with the IC belt and push it hard. But whatever. Treat them as serious and have this one. Make sure everybody in it is treating it like they want to win it. That's why I didn't like it when Robert Roode um, caught up with Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley and they didn't give two hoots about the title. If it's not a main event guy title, keep it as far away from the main eventers as possible and just present it to me as these guys who we've chosen, they really care about the belt and i'll buy in even if it's dumb i'll buy in i i and i I think you had all the right guys i thought robert rude didn't hold back i thought he was brilliant and again r-truth stole the show and they knew he'd steal the show and then he does a tweet saying he's taken the european championship to smackdown i i look i'd be honest with you if i didn't like it i really really would and when it was first announced i was a bit like "Eh." i wasn't over the moon about it and I'd also seen some tweets, I'll be honest with you. I'd seen some tweets before I started watching War, people moaning and groaning. I was like, oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be awkward. Someone even compared it to the revival segments recently. So, oh, I can't believe it. And I watched it and I was like, disagree. It's so dumb. And yeah, you can argue that, oh yeah, but treating Mojo Rawley like this is, means his character's never going to be taken seriously. It already wasn't taken seriously. He was never on TV and he's got blue goop on his face. At least now he has a reason to be there and hopefully he won't just vanish. And if they can come up with some cool skits that pace the show out better and I don't have to, you know, get a bunch of dudes growling at each other with no storyline or anything like that, I'm happy. I really, really am. Uh, and it ties into this whole thing that came out of nowhere that no one's talking about because people are too obsessed with Brock Lesnar and his boombox, which was very funny. But people are too obsessed about that then too obsessed about this title and completely seem to have overlooked that now in the third hour of Raw, it's going to be darker. It's going to be edgier in terms of the visual look of the thing. And hopefully that ties into not an adult product, but a more adult product. Like, it's a great idea. 
Because the third hour of Raw is when the rating tanks. Every week is when it tanks. So now if you can present it a little bit differently, not only should that, from an audience point of view, means you may be more likely to, to continue to tune in just from a, oh, this feels new kind of a thing, and I've been watching this for 120 minutes. But if it because you are going on later in the day, you can start doing more PG-14 stuff, not totally... I think that's a great that, that's a great change to Raw. It really is. We have to see what they're going to do. If it is just a color palette change, obviously that only works for five, six weeks before you get used to it. But if it ties into a different feel, like when we used to have Monday Night Raw and the War Zone, hell yeah. I'm all for it. I think there's a little I'm not saying that Raw is perfect right now, it's not. And there's you know, Ricochet losing to Cesaro blows my mind. Again, mostly because I don't believe that Cesaro will get a sustained push. So therefore it's for nothing. If you want to use Ricochet to get Cesaro over, I don't like it, but I get it. You know, so there are, and, and Bobby, uh, Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin teaming together. Actually, let's use that to talk about Frequently Fly in the Super Chat. Always appreciate the Super Chats, and you're always a good supporter, Frequently Fly. Uh, does WWE keep using Corbin Lashley in main events because they feel they'll never be cool heels? They refuse to acknowledge, realize, crowd hate these guys, or have fans forgotten what a true heel is? I mean, I don't know. I'd love to be able to answer that. I mean, my issue is I'm just so bored of seeing these two together, and that's when I think the issues come in. You know, I don't want to see Bobby. Why would I? I mean, I did. But why from a, you know, if I'm just a casual fan, would I want to sit around for Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston taking on those two? That's not Seth Rollins or Kofi Kingston's fault. It's I see those guys tag all the time, even though they're not a tag team. And they come and go, and there's no real reason why they would be together. I know there was this hint of, oh, maybe Brock Lesnar will cash in. But okay, I'll watch that on YouTube. Do you know? And so those things need to change. But if we can, again, build the third hour to make it look different, feel different, maybe have more edge to it, that's a great change. And like I say, I think sometimes fans are like, oh, change, 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 WWE change. Oh, it's rubbish. You can't win if you do that. And it is baby steps. It really is. And I thought, again, not a perfect episode of Raw, but I think there was plenty within that to go, okay, okay, I'll give you, for now, let's see where... Let's see where we're going to go. And talking about things I don't like. The Miz, Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns, Elias. What do you call it? Like amalgamation of schmoz group. Not interested in any of it. You know, especially because they both cancelled their feuds and then started them up straight away. And throwing Drew McIntyre in there as Shane McMahon's bodyguard. I'm like, what are we doing? He was penciled in to win Money in the Bank 24 hours ago. And now he's a McMahon bodyguard? That feels like the role he should have been in when he first came back. So there are things that we could be doing better. I'm not saying that, but I also think there are we are introducing differences which are a direct response to the ratings, and that I appreciate. I'm not saying it's going to work, but I'm saying I appreciate it. El Waster in the super chat, hold the belt for the longest to get Rumble number one spot. Brilliant idea. Why not? That would make it more fun. To say you get to January and they go, ah, oh, truth, you held that belt for 62 hours, therefore you're the first entrant in the Royal Rumble. Excellent. Excellent El Waster. They'll never do it. <laughs> but that's great. That's really, 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 really great. Uh, shout out to Ryan McVeigh in the super chat. I don't get why fans booed Sasha at Money in the Bank. She's been big poorly since her main roster debut. Multiple title reigns, but each one only lasts a few weeks at best. Makes her look weak. I'd be upset too. Well, I agree. And then Dave Meltzer actually said it on Wrestling Observer Radio this week. Uh, wrestlingobserver.com shout him out don't want to steal his content but he mentioned that he thought maybe she was she it wasn't her being booed it was the fact that she wasn't on the show because they were in the new york area i'm not saying i agree with that but i am maybe that's the case it seemed odd that they would boo sasha banks because i don't think everybody in that crowd would have known the story either so maybe it was just more oh we'd like to see her where is she look the way i look at it is i don't know the whole story 
But if I take the headline bits, and the headline to me is Sasha Banks wasn't happy with her spot and wanted more, I'm never going to talk down about somebody from wanting to follow their ambition and follow their drive. I like to think I'm quite a driven and individual. And if I was finding roadblocks or hurdles getting in my way that were impossible to, to move, maybe that would be too much for me as well. So I'm never going to talk down to, to somebody about that. But uh, it was weird, the booing. It was weird, the booing, because they, they, they cheered Bailey. And then as soon as um, she mentioned Sasha Banks, there was booing. Then they went back to cheering. And the reaction Bailey got when she won Money in the Bank was wonderful. I think it was bigger than Brock Lesnar's surprise. See, this is why good cashing works. Another reason why, again, I think next week on Raw, Brock and Heyman are there just to tell you who they're going to cash in on that kind of... That's a little bit sad. Uh, Ibe and I in the Super Chat, very good supporter as well. I appreciate it. There are too many titles. All are devalued. It becomes confusing. This was evident in the Raw segment with... Uh, universal and world titles in my opinion of course um you are right the, the titles are uh, are an issue at the moment that that is true i think jim ross said it best when he said in, re- in relation to wwe a few people jumped on his back and said oh you didn't mention wwe i think that's what he meant um but yeah the world title doesn't feel as big as it did the universal title never really got going and the ic us belt i mean the ic belt is is deemed so uh, devalued by the Finn Balor character, he would rather sacrifice his body to try and get a world title shot instead, as opposed to defend his title. So yes, it's that it, they do need they do need sprucing up. But now I've seen the twenty four seven title, I don't think that affects it at all. I think it's a gimmick title, and the rest shouldn't be gimmick titles. And that's hopefully something that will change. And maybe that's what they're doing. Look, Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston have been booked very well since they won at WrestleMania. Uh, the Becky Lynch, I don't think anybody would get mad on Becky Lynch losing her SmackDown title because it was exciting and we enjoyed it and it was well done. And no, again, she's still a champion and given on Raw, I thought she had a real good showing on Raw, Becky Lynch. I think it's the best showing she's had since WrestleMania. So again, I don't think we're going to get mad at that. And really the most prestigious spell in the company at the moment is the Raw Women's Championship. It doesn't get thrown around a lot. Becky Lynch makes it feel important. Um, you know, she even got a nickname after her belt. I know she's lost one of them now. So you're right. They're, they're not they're not as good as they once were. But that, again, that's a long-term project. And at the moment, again, we are six weeks or whatever it is removed from WrestleMania. And Kofi Kingston, I don't think, has lost and has beaten Daniel Bryan. And uh, he got the win against Baron Corbin on Raw. Um, and he's, he's done other stuff. And Seth Rollins is, is the same. Seth Rollins had the best match at the, the recent pay-per-view. I feel sorry for Kevin Owens. Let's, let's transition back to the pay-per-view because we haven't talked much about that. Let's just talk about Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston. Obviously, SmackDown's tomorrow, so we'll get to that later in the week. But I feel a bit sorry for Kevin Owens, which I know is a silly thing to say. He doesn't need my sympathy. But I feel like he was rushed back to his return so he could have that match at um, whatever the, fe- the Elimination Chamber, whatever the February pay-per-view was. Then he has this match at Money in the Bank, which he loses clean. So really, he's out of the title picture. So I don't know what he does. And I don't know where he fits in. I feel like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on the same path on each shows. They both do exactly what they're told. They smash it. They've got fan support. I might say fan support. Internet fan support, I guess. But we, they, they never seem to get... I'm not going to say they don't get their just rewards, because what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. But I'm like, for example, on Raw, I was amazed that Bobby Lash, uh, Sami Zayn was allowed to get destroyed by Braun Strowman. After having a pretty good comeback, pretty good character, pretty good promos, now he's been thrown in a bin. Then he flukily beats Braun and gets taken out of the money in the bank a few days later. And now Braun is killing him. And Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, I mean, look, Kevin Owens involved in a main event program, right? But putting that match straight after AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, I think just... It didn't put it in a good spot. And there was nothing they were going to be able to do, I didn't think, 
to ensure it reached the level that they that they needed it to. That's just how that's just how I saw. Like it was a really good match, but I just think it should have come. But I, but I, I, in terms of N, New Japan, the way that New Japan does things, the, the, my favorite thing about New Japan card booking is it goes like this. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I mean, literally the graph goes up. So they put not their worst match necessarily on first, but they put on. They build their matches. So match 10 is going to be more important than match 9. And match 9 is going to be more important than match 8. WWE doesn't do that. They go, oh no, well, within between match 7 and 8, we'll put a dud. Because the dud will calm the fans down and then they'll enjoy it. I don't think that works. I'd much rather it's always on an upward curve. So, you know, I would have put AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins uh, before the Money in the Bank ladder match. Because I understand that no one's going to top that carnage. And I would have had Kofi Kingston and, and, and Kevin Owens the match before that. Because I just think they were the way the fans were going to respond to it. But you tell me. Obviously, I mean, but Kofi Kingston did win clean. I think it's important to talk that. Kofi Kingston did win clean, and that's, that's pretty damn good. You know, Kevin Owens is a viable opponent, even if I don't necessarily agree with everything they've done. But he is, he's still Kevin Owens, and he still has a name. And I know some people thought that Kofi Kingston may lose that title 24 hours later. But he didn't. Uh, shout out to the master327 in the super chat. Hey, Simon. I was wondering if a champion was to win the 24-7 title and then lost their next title defense, would they lose both titles? So you're saying like if, uh, say, Finn Balor, the IC champion, that's a really great question, the master327. I guess they wouldn't because the rule of the 24-7 title is, again, 24-7, any person from any roster, WWE, NXT, NXT UK, as long as they have a referee. So if you're like in the shower and somebody pops up with a referee and pins you, you don't lose your IC championship because that wasn't the official match. Whereas the rules of being the 24-7 champion is that you can lose it that way. But I would say, let's say EC3 beats you for that title, then he probably also has a claim for your other championship and there should be a match based under Intercontinental Championship rules. You see why this belt is fun? Good shout, Master. You can have some fun with it as long as they sit down. I don't want to see running angles like we had on Raw every single week. But stuff like that where you could build a program around it would be great. And then you could move somebody like EC3 into that place. They're not going to because they hate EC3. I don't know why. I have no idea. But they could. <laughs> uh, shout out right now because I just noticed that 316 people are watching. I love that. 316. And the only reason I said that as well, please do subscribe. If you're here right now, please do subscribe. I love seeing the subscriber number goes up. And it also means next time we do a live show, you'll get a notification, or at least I hope you do. It's YouTube, uh, and, we can, uh, and we can keep growing this, we can keep growing this up. Uh, anything else on Money in the Bank? Women's Money in the Bank match was good, I thought. Again, everything the time with Bailey, but I thought the match itself worked. Uh, I don't think that Sonya Deville got anywhere near enough praise for putting Mandy Rose on her back and climbing a ladder. I mean, like two hours later, Brock Lesnar looked terrified climbing a ladder, and Sonya Deville like, yeah, whatever. I'll do it with somebody on my back. So that was amazing. Enjoyed the pre-show match between Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Uh, losing to the Usos, non-title. They'll probably feud, even though the Usos lost to the Revival on Raw. But sometimes I'll take what I can get. And the Revival having a win, I'm like, fine. Uh, Alexa Bliss was good all around. I like this new pairing with Nikki Cross. Again, gets Nikki Cross on TV. And I think Alexa Bliss is just, she's just good at what she does. And that's pretty much it, really. I mean, that's, that, that, that's money in the bank. I mean, the, with the Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio stuff, I was more mad about it on ups and downs. But I didn't realize that somebody had called off the match because Samoa Joe broke his nose or whatever he did. I didn't know that at the time. But then nor should I have to know that, really. I, you know, not everybody has insider, insider knowledge. But I, it does make me calm down on it a little bit. So I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Okay. Good point. See well of Green said you've got to ding that bell to get a notification. Please do. If you're on my YouTube channel right now and you're subscribed or you're listening on audio, please do head over to YouTube next time you're on there and make sure you ding that bell. Because so many times people say, oh, Mill, I didn't know you'd uploaded a video for a month. And I'm like, man, I upload every day. <laughs> and sometimes that can be really sad. Yeah, so, so, so please do that. Um, but yeah, I, I liked Money in the Bank. Again, not the best ending. Um, the Roman Reigns Elias thing, it was, I mean, look, it was better than the alternative. I think my issue with it is the, I like Elias' stick, but it's getting a little bit too obvious. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm just getting used to it. Um, and I think we could have just taken that match off. And we could have taken that match off and had a three-hour pay-per-view, which I would have preferred. And Lars Sullivan, I think we're going to do a whole podcast on Lars Sullivan. Obviously, we've done The Man, like Dylan something, I think his real name is. We've done that podcast, so please do go back and listen to that. Because every time I bring him up, people go, oh, what do you think about what he said? We've done a podcast on it, so please talk about it. Um, and But in terms of Lars Sullivan, the character, I don't know why it's not clicking right now. You know, him seeing him beat up the Lucha House Party at Money in the Bank and Raw doesn't really do much for me. Maybe the monster character's just been done. Maybe it feels too much like Braun. Maybe Braun, Braun is great at what he does, but now having somebody else do it, I'm a bit like, well, I've seen this. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know what you think. But at the moment, Lars Sullivan isn't doing it uh, for me. We shall talk about Cesaro quickly. I know we talked about it earlier, but uh, we will mention it because I do, I do go on a bit of a rant about Cesaro today on ups and downs. And it's not Cesaro's fault. It's that I can't, I think we talked, we did talk about this already, but I mentioned it again. I can't buy into a Cesaro push because they've never done it. So now it just feels like they had Cesaro beat Ricochet because why the hell not? That was a great match on Raw, Cesaro-Ricochet. It was amazing. Ricochet is incredible. So Cesaro. So, um, yeah. I, I, it's, again, it's Boy Who Cried Wolf. I'm repeating myself. But it's Boy Who Cried Wolf. If I don't have the trust in, in what you're going to, to give me, then I won't believe it. And I, and I will be dubious. It's like in a relationship. If somebody cheats on you, that trust has to be built back up. You don't just switch it back on. So... Yeah, but no, I thought Money in the Bank was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, and Raw, I thought look, Raw was was the the example of a good and bad and a good and bad show. I thought they saved it a lot with the Brock. Knowing that Brock Lesnar is on this show and is on next week's show, I, I don't agree with it, but it does help that decision immensely because at least now that ties into a story. And that's all I really need. Like, if they told me that Brock Lesnar was going to be a recurring character, I think I'd be fine with it. I understand why it goes back into the title picture. I think it's better if he's not in the title picture. Because I think you can do more interesting feuds. For example, I'd love to see Lesnar versus Lashley. I know Lesnar usually works better with smaller guys, but I still want to see it. You know, I'd love to see well, Lesnar versus AJ Styles again. I think there's loads more stories you could tell there. Lesnar versus Corbin. I know that doesn't sound great on paper, but I'd be intrigued as long as the title wasn't involved. Like, what's the next pay-per-view? I have no idea. After the Saudi Arabia one, I don't need that. But if you gave me Corbin versus Lesnar, middle of a show on a pay-per-view, I'd be looking forward to it. What are they going to do? It's just when he's involved in the universal title picture and he takes the title away that people get mad. So, yeah. But I, I, when I got to the end of the Raw, end of Raw, there was a lot I was excited about. As I've said, the belt, I want to see what they're going to do. Love the new idea of a visual and hopefully thematic change in the third hour. There was something else I enjoyed on that show. And I look into the distance and can't remember. Just Samoa Joe in general. <laughs> Just Samoa Joe. Love him. He's the best. Let's talk about some AEW before we answer some questions. AEW's in a crazy, crazy place at the moment. Obviously, Double or Nothing is this Sunday. We will, uh, Saturday, I should say. We'll try and predict it at some point if we can. If not, I don't think it's the end of the world. But, you know, I... It, it was all the Hangman Page and, and Pac Neville stuff. If you don't know, 
that they did the Neville versus Hangman Page match at a show in Wrestlegate, I think it was, in Nottingham this weekend over here in the UK. And they did that because they weren't sure of the long-term booking of Pac. If you don't know, he is the Dragon Gate World Champion, and he's very loyal to them, which I think is awesome because it's rare in pro wrestling. Uh, and he wasn't able to lose. This is all speculation and rumor. And because he wasn't going to be able to lose, apparently the plan AEW had in place was beat Hangman Page at double or nothing and then go on to a feud with Kenny Omega. Makes perfect sense in the world. You've never seen... We'll call him Neville because it's a WWE theme show and more people know him like that. But we've never seen Neville versus Omega. And I know for me, that to me is an instant buy. Right? Insta buy. I want to see that match. But Kenny Omega was obviously slated to win that because he's going to be one of the top guys in AEW. Clearly, they don't know what they're going to be doing with the, the, the Dragon Gate World Championship, and they don't want Pac Neville to lose it. And everyone then goes nuts. Oh, this is what happens when the boys book the territory, so on and so forth. I don't necessarily think that's true. I don't think it's a great situation. And to, to lose one of your top matches sort of four or five days before a pay-per-view is not ideal to anyone, especially if you bought that pay-per-view or are intending to buy it for one of those matches. And I think it would have benefited Hangman Page, who wants to grow his own star and wants to grow his own character. But I do respect everybody involved for i i agree again what they i saw dave Meltzer say and i just thought oh, i actually agree with that i think if this was wcw or wwe and they ran into this uh, problem they would do a dq they'd do a schmoz finish they do a draw no contest whatever and that would piss people off because in 2019 especially after all elite wrestling have gone on about how they want to uh, you know, have finishes and they want to make sure there's wins and losses, that wouldn't be a great way to get at the back of it. That's why the match that goes up today, I think it is, on their streaming services or on YouTube, uh, spoiler, the finish is a draw or a DQ, I should say, and then Pac beats the crap out of Hangman Page. But that's not on an AEW show. It's an AEW match, but it's not on an AEW show. So, you know, it sucks to run into these kind of problems so late in the day. Probably somebody should have noticed it. But for them to deal with it in this fashion as opposed to whatever other fashion it can be, at least it sets out what they expect their company to be. And I can respect that. And it, there's always going to be teething problems. It's brand new. And if this is the biggest that you get, I think they'll probably be all, I think they'll probably be all right. And look, let's say they, they segue into a Dean Ambrose. Just say John Moxley comes in now as a surprise and beats Hangman Page instead. That's all right. And he can go on to lose to Kenny Omega in a few months. That's okay. And in fact, that will probably get a bigger response than Neville because you'll have the surprise element. And because Dean Ambrose only just left WWE and it would be his first booking since then, I imagine the world would go nuts. I don't know if that is going to happen, but if it did, all of a sudden no one's going to care. So I think they'll be fine. I think the event looks good on paper. Personally, the thing I'm most excited about is Cody versus Dustin. I just, I love, I love that feud back in WWE. It sucked that we never, they had that one match at, I think it was a February pay-per-view or a March pay-per-view. I don't remember. And then we, you know, we never really got the next one. I thought it was the next one that was going to be good. So the fact we get it now, sort of five, six years later, I'm all right with it. And that's certainly one that's top. Obviously, Omega Jericho will be great. All of them will be great. I don't think there's a bad match on the card. Um, some super chats. Ryan McVeigh, do you think John Moxley will wrestle Hangman now? You get a tap on the heart too. Yes, I, I, I wouldn't say that I, I think. I say that it would be a good idea if they can sort it out. But we don't know what Dean Ambrose's plan is. I saw Sammy Callahan say the other day that in an interview that he's the weirdest dude he's ever met, Dean Ambrose, slash uh, John Moxley. So I don't think it's going to be as easy as that. But if he did, people will go, will go crazy. But I'm happy for companies to have teething issues without jumping down their throats. So we'll... Well, you know, let's just see. If it's a great pay-per-view, it won't matter. If it sucks, hell yeah, man. You criticize them all you want. That's what you're allowed to do. That's your given right. I try not to overly do that because nobody sets out to have a bad show, but nor do I think other people shouldn't either. 
Um, I just have the power of the ups and downs. <laughs> Sean in the super chat says, I loved that. Um, let me move my mouse. I love that 205 live championship match made the main card. It was good, but it felt nurtured, neutered, sorry, compared to past matches. Then add in zero fan reaction because casual fans don't like, uh, don't know the 205 guys and it just seemed off. It wasn't great. The match was fine, but like you say, uh, WWE has done a great job of making fans not really care about 205 Live because you have to go out of your way to watch it. Um, and I, I like I've, I've said before, I don't like it when on the pre-show, but it's not just about moving them off the pre-show into the main card. You've got to make sure you're building up all the guys. I would assume that many of that crowd didn't even know who Tony Weiss and Davari are. That's not me crapping on them, but you need the spotlight and WWE isn't really putting behind them. But I agree with you, Sean. I was exactly the same. Love that it wasn't on the pre-show. Felt like moving it to the main card with not informing the the audience what was going on was shooting it in the face and the guys tried so hard but but to no avail but look these again these things take time so maybe this is the start of viewing all that a bit differently and we can tie it in the one negative i will say about the 24 7 title it was a bit crap that cedric alexander was being used in there you know he had a really good match with cesaro a few weeks ago and for some reason somebody went off of him i don't know why I don't know why. He's, he's he's certainly not bad by any stretch uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Is there any other news going on? Let me check. Let me just go let me I'll go to a wrestling news website, as I always do, in case something is broken and we and we haven't talked about it. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is gonna be on next week's Raw. Uh Raw's third hour is to be more raw in inverted commas. We know about our truth, we know about Jim Ross. Uh, we know about the fate of the WWE US Championship decided next week. I think that may be because Rey Mysterio has torn his shoulder. I think they may have to take it off him, which was... Uh... We'll do this one before we answer questions, because this makes me laugh. Oh, and shout out to Ric Flair as well, who apparently underwent uh, successful heart surgery, but won't be able to make it StarCast 2. Yeah, just best wishes with him, obviously. So somebody said, this was a tweet, we never know, it was from WrestleVotes. But apparently when Raw went live on the air tonight, APMEST, the final script was still not done and complete. Think about that for a second. Now, I mean, that's crazy anyway, because how on earth is that a thing? But on top of that, that is what WCW used to do. WCW used to rewrite their show during the show, which is awful. And I have to ask the question, why are we doing this? Like, I understand coming up with a good idea halfway through a show, but leave it till next week. I, I, I don't think there's any justification for having a show that is being written as it started. That, to me, just screams of disorganization and craziness. And I don't think there's a disorganized company by any stretch of the imagination. I can't understand how you can't have a show done there or how you think it's going to be beneficial when ratings are down to not lead with a confident, strong foot. So again, we don't know how true that is, but a lot of people have said this, not just for last night's show, but many of them. And that's something that's got to stop, especially if you're trying to build things. You've got to double down on it and go, this is what we're doing. And what even could have changed last night? I mean, more of this will come out. Keep an eye on, you know, on whichever news site is, your, is, is you to choose. But in terms of really structuring up and making it a solid show, that's absolutely something that we can't do, in my opinion. In my opinion, I'm not trying to speak like the, the be-all and end-all. But you need to know what you're doing. Because how can you know what you're doing next week when you didn't even know what you're doing past 8 p.m. EST this week? You don't. You're flying by the seat of your pants, and that's not good wrestling. No, that's not good anything. That's why WCW started to make less and less sense, because somebody was writing on the fly. And when you're that stressed, knowing you've got a live TV show going on, you are going to make mistakes. Most people would. But for continuity and long-term establishing, yeah, you, you, you've got you've to suck those things in. So we will see. It must be very hard to work on the WWE writing team right now, though. 
Uh, right, one more shout out before we get to the, the questions. Obviously, I'm wrestling this weekend. I'm wrestling twice for the first time in my career. So we have a just a local show. If you're in the Bournemouth slash Highcliff area, check out Fight Star Pro Wrestling. Just search for them on Facebook. You can catch me down there. It's my first kind of tiny show I'm doing as well, so I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie because it's a bit different with Defiant because they've got big lights and stuff. This is just a cool little venue in like a social club, but I think it will be a good experience. So if you want to come down and see me tr- trying out all my new stuff and probably screwing up a lot, you can. And on Saturday... The biggest match of my career, legitimately. Not even said for hyperbole reasons. No regrets. Defiant. Uh, you can come down. There's still a few tickets available. Again, just go to search for Defiant on Google. Uh, and you can find it there and buy your tickets at Manchester at the Academy, uh, which is also where you used to go to university, which is cool. But also, you can watch it on Access Defiant or Fight TV. Again, all the information on Defiant Wrestling. But yeah, me versus John Klinger. Bad Bones. Which uh, <laughs> is quite the step up for me. But hey-ho, man, again, go big or go home. What's the worst going to happen? I'll make a fool out of myself, and we'll talk about it here next week on the podcast. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Uh, nervous about both of them for different reasons. You know, doing it in a small venue, probably in front of a small crowd, I'm probably going to feel a bit more exposed. But then jumping in into a, a, a sort of a bigger, uh, a bigger platform and doing it against a guy that's done it a lot. We will see. We will see. I... Uh, I'm nervous but excited. This is what life is all about. This is what life is all about. That, that feeling in your stomach where you're like, oh gosh, what have I done? <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm just, I'm just going to get some questions uh, some questions up as I say this. But yes, please, if you can tune in Saturday night, all the times are up on, uh, again, just look, look for Defiant. And you can watch it. You can watch it live. I think it's access.defiant.com. No regrets. Live on pay-per-view. Actually, I should say, not only is it me versus John Klinger, but it's also me. I'm in the Rumble. I put myself back in that No Regrets for Rumble. I was in the one last year. That's where I made my debut. The winner gets a, a number one contender shot for the world title. Why not do what Brock Lesnar did? Why not do what Brock Lesnar did? He never had any other titles. He won the world title straight away. I will be the new Brock Lesnar. Uh, Alex A also says, will you ever have a match in London? Yes, I have a match in London in August. Uh, keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316 again it'll be a small promotion but please do come uh, please do come support if you can uh, just keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316 I've got bookings now all the way through into August um, so uh, keep an eye out uh, 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 for that I've got some in sort of Slough which is near where I live uh, which is sort of just outside of London I've got some in Southampton London Newcastle Manchester Leeds they'll all be going maybe America Adam Mayhem go Yell at him on Twitter. Go yell at Adam Mayhem on Twitter. Go find him. You find my videos and stuff and tell him Miller's coming to get him. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am looking forward to it. You know, better or worse, whatever happens. I love it. I love, I love opportunities like this. I really, really do. Because, you know, win or lose, these are the things that define you and create amazing memories down the line. So more of these, please, world. And I'm very blessed and I'm very lucky to, to have them. Uh, right, where's my questions? I, I, hate, I hate Facebook. <laughs> It is the worst system. There we go. That worked. Uh, Christian Brown. Um, I know what you said there. That's very kind, my friend. I'm not going to read that out here, but thank you very much. I will read this one, though. It's a cheap plug. Loving the new Why podcast. Listening to you makes me wonder if we're related somehow. Cheap plug. Why with Simon Millet is a brand new podcast that's on everything. Uh, Spotify, Google, iTunes, obviously here on YouTube as well. Please go and subscribe. I beg you. Like It's doing all right, but I'd like it to do better. Why with Simon Miller? We just talk about whatever we want. We talked about Avengers. We talked about music. Uh, we talked about Game of Thrones. We talked about racism, politics, bigotry, anti-Semitism, Madonna trying to kill me. We talked about that. Search for it now. Why with Simon Miller? It's here on YouTube, uh, but please do subscribe on iTunes. Uh, give it five stars. Give it a listen. 
I'd love to get those kind of numbers up to what we do with the wrestling podcast. I know it's a lot of me in a week, but hopefully I'm going to try and offer you something different each one. So thank you very much, Christian. And again, why uh, with Simon Miller? Uh, let's talk wrestling. In a hypothetical world where you can put any wrestler from Defiant with anyone, who do you cho- choose? My immediate pairing is Bray Wyatt and Rory Call. That works. Um, well, I'm a wrestler from Defiant, so I'd put myself with Triple H because all of a sudden I'm going straight to the top. Also, go nuts with it. Ending to Game of Thrones, ending to Money in the Bank, Robert Patterson being cast as Meltdown. Uh, Batman, what internet meltdown do you most enjoy? Uh, I don't know the ending to Game of Thrones because I'm catching up at the moment, but I knew nobody was going to like it, of course. Ending to Money in the Bank, we talked about Robert Patterson being Batman. We're doing a whole YouTube video about it. So keep an eye out. Billy Radborn. Um, do you think there is still steroid juice within the WWE? Me and some friends at the gym were discussing it. Most of us think the wellness policy is smoke and mirrors for the most part, but would be interested to hear your opinion. Best wishes, brother. Uh, I would imagine that it is, but I I don't want to comment on the wellness policy because that's opening up a, a, a a can of worms. But do I think there is still steroid juice within the WWE? Probably. Um... But who knows, right? Who knows? I don't want to disparage anybody's name, but likely, yes. But I don't know. I I don't want to say anything that sounds adamant because I don't know. But I've always been told if they they look too good. But the other thing is, well, they they probably still kick. They probably still like, you know, whipping ass and all of that. I would say probably yes. Ryan Howard. I just recently watched the debut of the Gobbledygooker. It's so shit that it's hilarious. What is the most mediocre wrestling debut you've watched? Well, I disagree with you there. Oh, I missed the super chat. I disagree with you there just because the gobbledygooker was so bad. But you know, it is fun. You know what I mean? I can't think of any other debut. I mean, the Shockmaster is the best. Modern debuts that were crap. Well, I guess it would be Emelina, right? She walked out, turned around, and then walked out again. <laughs> that was it. And she was gone. She went back to Emma, but she didn't. She got fired. That was awful. Uh, Linda D in the super chat. Shout out to Linda. What does AEW have to do to attract and keep casual fans like me who are interested but don't know the history of the wrestlers on the roster? It's a great question, Linda. Um, I would imagine word of mouth and social media is going to be huge. Because I don't know a lot of people on that roster. I've heard their names, but I don't know their work. If someone said name a match, I'd be like, I don't know. So... I think, yes, I think word of mouth and hearing other wrestling fans that you trust and maybe people like myself that you watch uh, my content saying, oh, wow, you got to check out AEW, got to check out AEW. Then you'll check it out. But I also think you need to have patience. And that's not necessarily on you. That's on them. Because much like a sitcom, you're going to have to get to know the characters and understand the production, the format and everybody involved. And that's on AEW to present it in a way that you enjoy and gets you hooked and gets you addicted. So... That's how I think it's going to have to go. That Again, that's going to take some... Not, not dedication. What's the word? I guess it is dedication. It's going to take some dedication on your end, excuse me, to stick with their weekly TV product, which as we know is on TNT and maybe ITV over here in the UK. But again, if you're forcing yourself to do it, then you have to probably say it's not for you at the same time. So it's a 50-50. We will see. We, we, we will see what happens. But yeah, I imagine that it absolutely has to be... Um, a two-way street would be... Would be uh, well, who knows what they're going to put on? Maybe the first TNT show they put on is so good, we're just like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. And everybody talks about it, and you get in straight away. But I think it's, it's, a, long, it's a long-term project. And I imagine if you do tune in the first one out of intrigue and they don't get you, you're more than allowed to walk away and wait for everybody to tell you why you should go back. But it's an investment. It really is. Linus West in the Super Chat. Where is the line between pissing off fans for heat and just making a crap product so they tune out? And which one would you say Brock 
it with Money in the Bank is. Well, look, Brock at Money in the Bank is twofold. And again, for a longer form conversation on this, please go and watch my um, Why Brock Lesnar Won Money in the Bank video over on What Culture. We really get into it. But no, I think, Linus, that Vince McMahon did this again for two reasons. One, a surprise and knowing that he's going to be on Raw is going to bump the ratings. There's no two ways about it. It may only be minimal, and exceptions to the rule always happen, but I imagine this will spike the ratings, and right now that's what Vince McMahon needs. And I guess he thinks, if I can spike the ratings and put on a good show, that's probably why he announced the new title. Maybe I can keep a few fans from tuning in the next week as well. But also, it's what Vince McMahon knows, and this is what we really talk about in that Why video. This isn't the first time he's done this. When he brought Hulk Hogan back for WrestleMania 9, long after Hulk Hogan was the Hulk Hogan, and we remember and he won the title from Yokozuna everybody was pissed off because nobody wanted to see Hulk Hogan with the belt anymore we were ready to move on and that goes back to what I'm talking about earlier about the diminishing returns things eventually you're always going to get worn out on seeing the same thing over and over and that's where Brock Lesnar is if Hogan had just come back in the tag match when he teamed with Brutus the Barber Beefcake against whoever the hell they were facing and they lost let's not forget I think people would have accepted him there because Hulk Hogan a massive star who you will tune in for but he's in a different role that's what we should be doing with Brock Lesnar, but we're not. So I think it's twofold. Like I say, Vince McMahon going back to what he knows and thinks works, although in this instance doesn't, but he will get a rating boost out of it. And if they can get, you know, up by, let's say, a couple of hundred thousand people and they can keep them going into seven days later, then maybe it was a success. I don't necessarily think it will work six months down the line. Good question. I don't ever think they try and piss off fans. I know that's not a popular opinion, but that's crazy. And as many crazy decisions as they do make, I don't think that's one of them. Just my opinion, as always. Uh, Ryan Howard. Oh, no, you've done that. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, Thomas Speller. Favorite Shawn Michaels and favorite Eddie Guerrero match. My favorite Eddie Guerrero match is No Way Out 2004 against Brock Lesnar. That's real, man. And I love it. And my favorite Shawn Michaels match is probably the first Undertaker match. Although I like the second one a lot, too. I also like his Survivor Series match against Triple H. 2002, was it? But I put the first Taker match uh, at WrestleMania. Um, Shu, Shugo Hanakasi I can't oh no Shugo I know Shugo I've read your name on how you doing Shugo <laughs> sending my love and positive that's very kind dude. I appreciate that uh, the 24 title it's obviously a PG hardcore title what would you like to happen with it well I think we've I think we've gone into that um, so uh, and Alex Pearson also says what do you think of the 24-7 title design again I think I hopefully we've um, hopefully we've touched all of that uh, Richard Cadman I've been thinking how match matches sometimes feel a little random and even pointless and I'm wondering what you think about the idea that wrestling as a whole should talk about the winner's purse more often I think rankings or the talk of money can't help reduce the issue of fans seeing matches as nothing matches sorry can help reduce but I think a ranking may be too restricting for storylines so make it clear wrestlers win money for winning random raw matches My might be a simple and effective way of making everything feel a little more memorable or meaningful. I see what you mean to a point, but my issue with that is if I tie that into normal sports, like I'm an Arsenal fan, right? Also on Arsenal Nation TV sometime. I'm quite proud of that, but I did do that in an asshole way. I don't care if they, I care if they finish fourth or fifth because it means the difference between Champions League football or Europa League football. I don't care how much money they get. I think if you finish fourth compared to fifth, taking the Champions League out of it, you earn quite a bit more money from the Premier League but that doesn't mean anything for me as a fan other than, well, I hope they spend that money on better players and we can become a better team. So, you know, I, I mean, it could work. Anything can work in wrestling with the right, the right conviction. But I don't necessarily think, my, I don't care what wrestlers earn. I want them to earn well in their real life because I think they've got a really hard job, as cool as it is. They bust their ass. But in a kayfabe terms, I don't think I care about the purse because I don't care about the purse in real sport as well. 
so that would be uh, that would be my issue. Richard Ingman, currently watching Money in the Bank, so apologies if this has been explained on Raw. Is the Money in the Bank winger able to cash in on either brand's title? Uh, yes, they can because of the wildcard rule. To be fair, they made that clear on Raw. Can't argue with that. Uh, Cameron Sykes, hey Simon, did you laugh as much as I did when Lesnar won the briefcase? I laughed for ages. And that's why I can't hate it too much. Again, yeah, it sucks long term, but short term, brilliant. Made me so happy. Like when Shane McMahon became best in the world. Excellent. So stupid. Wonderful. Uh, Syed Shah, listened to Pritchard's podcast from the start and it got me thinking, Conrad makes Bruce answer for a lot of bad booking. So who will be the future version of Bruce? <laughs> also, well, glad to see you back in action. Please keep letting us live vicariously through you. Well, that's very nice, Syed. I appreciate that. I never really saw it that way. Hey, man, if you want to live through me, do it, dude. That gives me inspiration and that gives me motivation. And anybody else that thinks that, hell yeah, man, come along for the ride. To the point I've forgotten your other part of the question that moved me so much. What an idiot. Oh, who's going to be the future Bruce Pritchard? Road Dog, he could be. Um, who else is being? Who else is that close? Jamie Noble, he's quite in there now. Arn Anderson could do it. He was there for years, I and mean, he was more of an Asian. But yeah, I think Road Dog is probably the best one. But I think Triple H is going to bring him back. I mean, it would be Triple H, but it's never going to happen in a million years. Neither Road Dog either, because I think he's too close to Triple H too, and he wouldn't do that. So probably. I don't know. I don't know who's in. I don't really know what the structure. I don't really think there could be one because the structure is so much bigger. But I mean, Road Dog would be number one. But I can't. I can't see it. I can't see it. Um, with Michael Rigney, you've mentioned the twenty four seven title, but we've talked about that. You do mention that it seems silly to do that after creating the women's tag team titles again. I think the reason you get away with it is they're meant to be serious, and this one isn't, and that's why I quite like it. And also, Aaron Butler's mentions, or Butters, I should say, mentions it could be a great way to bring up NXT talent, and it could. I mean, if No Way Jose had been brought up that way, we were all gone, oh, but it was better than he was used, wasn't it? So. <sighs> what do we do, eh? Wrestling's fun. Hey, it gives us something to talk about every week, and I appreciate it. Uh, a few plugs before we wrap up. I never mentioned this, but I should. Big card, sorry, simonmiller.bigcartel.com is where all my wrestling merchandise is. Um, you want to buy a t-shirt with my face on it? Not really. My catchphrases on it is a better word. You certainly can. Always appreciate that. Again, patreon.com. Forward to Simon316. Can't do any of this without the patron. Or the super chat too. So thank you so much to everybody in the patron and the super chat. And if you join the patron, there's different tiers. You can get a personal message from me. You can get a postcard. You can come on the podcast. You can get a t-shirt. Uh, weekly Q&As. There's loads of stuff in there. Um, what else do I do? Twitter, Instagram, Simon316. Always good to get the social media numbers up. And youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules. Or if you're on here right now, give it a subscribe or just search for Simon Miller. Uh, subs are doing really well at the moment. The show's doing really well at the moment. It just makes me happy. I'm transparent. I'm honest. And while you are here, like I say, I do vlogs and I've got other podcasts and other videos and you can check them all out. Uh, so ups and downs for all starts in around about one minute. So as soon as this does end, please head over to What Culture Wrestling and watch me over there as we up those downs kind of live. I'll be in the chat. And otherwise, hey man, we got another great week. We just come off money in the bank. We're heading for double or nothing. The AEW versus WWE war officially starts this Saturday night. Maybe they screw it up. You don't know. I think they will. I think it's going to be one of the best shows. Not one of the best shows. I think it's going to be a great show. But you don't know until it happens. We're only, what, four or five days away. Uh, some of the What Culture guys are now going out to StarCast 2 as well. So if you go and keep an eye out for them. Obviously, unfortunately, I can't because it was quite a last-minute thing. And I got my resting booking. So hopefully, I'll see you down in Bournemouth Highcliffe this Friday. Or I'll see you in Manchester for Defiant this Saturday. And again, you can watch it access, uh, on Access Defiant. Just search for that. I think it's access.defiant.com or something like that. Anyway, thanks so much for always joining me. Like, share, subscribe. Do all those kind of things. 
And I'll talk to you soon. Because that's what I do. I'm a talker. Where's my ending button? There it is. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>